In this episode of Tech Transformation, we're getting back to basics, but not really. We're talking about data-driven customer service with Steve Segrist of Newell Brands and Justin Hahnemann of AWS. We're digging into some of the biggest consumer behavior changes that are impacting customer service operations today. And we're talking about some of the technologies that are most important to brands and retailers to meet these new needs. Stay tuned for that and more on this episode of Tech Transformation. Welcome to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News, where we explore the innovative tech strategies and trends in retail and consumer goods. I'm Lisa Johnson, the Editor-in-Chief of CGT. In this episode, I'm talking with Steve Segrist of Newell Brands and Justin Hahnemann of AWS about how some of the most recent consumer behavior shifts are impacting consumer goods companies from an operations and customer service standpoint. Now, I want to note that both Steve and Justin are members of the CGT RAS Executive Council, which is a cross-brand forum of industry innovators who gather to share insight and trends with our team. So Steve, Justin, welcome. It's awesome to have you here. Um, great so to be here. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. On a Friday afternoon. On a Friday, yes, we are recording on a Friday afternoon. Uh, so <laughs> can we just do some quick intros? Uh, Steve, why don't you go first? Just tell us a little bit about yourself and about Newell Brands. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Steve Sigrist, I, I lead our uh, customer service and order management group at Newell Brands, Vice President of Customer Service in North America. So we're responsible for uh, quite a few customers, really all the top retailers that you would know and key distributors that you would know. Uh, when they give us an order, our group takes that order in. We work with a customer in the planning phases, the execution phases. And then when customers call us back and want to know about the status of their order or changes or just anything we could do to support maybe some of the post-sale support needs, uh, my group's involved with that. So we're uh, kind of organized by our different brands, and uh, I'll be sharing some of that information with you today. It'd be great. It's great to have you here. And, you know, I'm glad you brought up uh, your role because it is important to note that for this episode, when we talk about customer service, we are talking about the retailer as the customer. Um, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, Justin, great to have you here. Uh, tell us, for those who don't know you, a little bit about yourself and about your role. Hey, uh, Justin Hahnemann, I lead our worldwide consumer goods and retail go-to-market organization. Um, I've had a chance to work with Steve for, gosh, over 10 years uh, through consumer goods technology. We've been a, a part of um, a couple of parts of that organization, including their executive council, which we helped to launch. And um, just a little plug for CGT, if it's a new organization for you, um, it's one worth investing in um, for the relationships, content, and just the, the connectivity across the industry. So um, it's great to be here at Amazon. What I do is I, I work across the industry, both on the retail and consumer goods side. I'm connecting the dots for our customers like Newell um, as they need things like analytic capabilities, like distribution, logistics, advertising, IoT capabilities, like cloud, of course, um, and, and the list goes on. So um, very exciting to be here and excited to be here with you, Lisa and Steve. Thanks for joining. And of course, I do always love those plugs for CGT. You make make me always look, 
make us look so good. Yes. Um, okay, so let's dive in. Uh, so in looking at today's consumer behavior shifts, Steve, I'm going to go to you with this one first. Um, again, keeping in mind that when we talk about customer service, we're talking about the retailer as the customer. So which ones are having, which of the shifts are having the biggest impact on a company like Newell? You, what we're seeing you know, from the retailers, at least of the things you'd see in the headlines out there today, you know, in, uh, inventory is up, supply chain speed is down, or the challenges and the constraints with labor and uh, all, all of that very well documented. Uh, and no one is uh, you know, not participating or, or seeing those challenges. Really, what are you know, our core sales growth is just coming from staying connected to the consumer, making sure the value of our brands is meaningful to our retailers and partnering with the retailers. So when people come to the store, despite inflationary pressures or supply chain disruptions, that, uh, you know, we've got something that resonates with the consumer when they're in front, when they're in our, our, our retailer space. So, you know, given extra care and attention to a, why does someone want to make this purchase? What's the value proposition that it offers? And then the operational components, it's more important than ever that that's all got to come together. But the, you know, the challenges are really significant right now and uh, really an interesting time to be to participating in, you know, in, in, in the, all the marketplace development. Yeah, you know, for sure. Definitely a lot of the things you mentioned we are hearing are universal across the industry. Uh, Justin, I'd like to get your perspective, you know, kind of a broader industry perspective on yeah. what Steve's saying. Yeah, um, so it's it's been, I, first of all, let me, and I've said this at a couple of events lately, it couldn't be a more exciting or better time to be in like consumer packaged goods. Uh, and for those of you watching this that have been in the industry for a long time, you know, it's like, it's kind of a slow go. We might add a flavor to a beverage product or, you know, come out with maybe a new offering here or there. And it's kind of slow growth over the years. But the last couple of years has seen like dramatic interest in innovating um, and having to react, quite frankly, to the consumer changes and then like supply chain changes. So um, the last two years, we had first explosion in direct-to-consumer e-commerce, right? That was like top of the list across the customers we work with. Then that quickly actually ratcheted down with the focus on supply chain, uh, sourcing upstream, right? Sourcing of materials, making products. Um, Shelves being empty, and, you, and this is still a case today, I'm sure, if we uh, dove into all of the customers that we work with, and, and Steve, you can provide some perspective on this too. There's still a challenge in raw materials and pallets and um, the inputs that go into making product, which means shelves, shelves are out of stock as well. Um, but I'd say over the last literally three to six months, we're finally seeing actually some interest again in the consumer. Um, while supply chain is still front and center, digital manufacturing, industrial IoT, supply chain visibility, digital twins, all the buzzwords, like that is still important. But actually the last couple of weeks and months, a number of our customers are investigating new and different ways to connect with consumers again. So I think that's actually pretty exciting. Um, and that's where you're seeing some of the tech come in to, to enable that. Now that That is exciting. I know we're going to get into some of the tech in just a little bit. That's facilitating this progress. Um, so Steve, you did mention, you know, quite a number of challenges that you're that you're working through that, that, you know, all consumer goods companies are working through right now. Can you talk a little bit about how you're adapting to meet these needs? Yeah, I, you know, again, I'm going to go back to the very just the most basics, uh, Lisa, you know, just execution. 
uh, you know, things that we looked at in the pandemic from the very beginning. Uh, do you have enough people in your manufacturing site to produce the product? Do you have enough people in your distribution sites to pick, pack, and ship and get things ready? And of course, look, we're, we're beyond that. Thank goodness, you know, that, uh, you know, the, you know, the, Maybe the, we're not in the midst of the pandemic pain points that we were, you know, just a couple of years ago. Sure. But that execution focus, that time and energy spent, do I have the basics right? Do I have the processes right? Am I synced with my customer and their customer on when order activity is going to take place? So I've got to put more emphasis on the planning stages, more emphasis on the execution measuring that closer than I've ever done before, global visibility to where something is with our supplier. Where is it on a boat? Where is it in our manufacturing process? Where is it inside of our shelves? Where is it with our competitors or where is it with our carriers? And when's it going to land in front of the consumer? The, our, our responses to that, and of course, this is not on the marketing side at all. This is more mm -hmm. on the execution side. And, I'm just, and you know, my point of view from a customer service is all of that stuff was important in the past, but it makes such a huge difference today uh, when you're able to look inside every little nook and cranny of where execution activity is taking place and am I perfect in those areas and strive for perfection in those areas because where you're not, you could be leaking dollars. So that extra attention to detail is just a huge part of what we're about. It's almost getting back to basics in a way. Justin, I, it, I, it really I, is, yeah. I see you nodding your head, uh, or sorry, you nodding yeah. your head to a lot of what Steve was saying. Yeah, there are two things that I heard that um, I want to just link into. One is the whole idea of like contact center and support for consumers. Like it used to be if there was a recall or, you know, maybe I call if I had a product question. And so you had call centers in CPG, but not really the need for it. And now, I mean, there's a whole new opportunity and need for like just the whole connection space, um, like information on product, where I can buy it, um, taking support calls from uh, merchandisers and route drivers and stores that have an issue with racks or shelves or, um, or out of stock, you know, like there's a whole new opportunity for like this whole, I'd say customer service, as Steve is saying, and the customer could be the consumer or a retailer, or even like your own people, like your field sales and operations people. So that's interesting that that is becoming, and we're seeing that like in the last six to 12 months, that's really been a hot area, which is surprising, right? Call centers, old news, not so much. Um, and then the other thing is everything that Steve yeah. said. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Talk about going back data. to basics. It all ties to data though. If you don't have data, you can't see if the product that Steve said on the boat, on the sh shore, on a truck, at the warehouse, mm -hmm. in the distribution center. So um, data, old, what's old is new. Like data and analytics is still and will continue to be like hugely important um, to enable things like consumer insights, manufacturing, supply chain. So Steve, you had mentioned a lot of changes that happened within the last six months. Um, so I was wondering if we could talk a little bit about just how your priorities, or maybe you can point to one or two priorities that have specifically changed within the last six months. We know a lot of change happened during the pandemic, you know, no question, but we're seeing plenty of waves come, come and go. So, you know, just kind of isolating those last six months, you know, is there anything you can point to that you're, you're doing, that you're doing much differently? We, we really have a uh, significant development taking place inside of Newell Brands. It's, it's a public project that we've disclosed. Uh, 
you know, we're a company that grew through acquisitions and, uh, you know, a powerhouse of brands, Coleman, Yankee Candle, Rubbermaid, Calphalon, Graco, Sharpie, Papermaid, it goes on and on. And we got these companies together kind of piece by piece, a bit more strategic than that. But one of the developments that we recently implemented, and it's been in the works for about a year, uh, is, is a project where we're converting our legal entity structure into one single company uh, in North, across North America. So uh, we're consolidating our network. We're making it uh, where a customer, you know, with one purchase order, with one shipment, and with one invoice can get that variety or building a network today where you know, we're <laughs> consolidating some of those brands together to ship together but ultimately have a vision where our top customers who buy these top brands and we want to find those operational improvement efficiencies and ordering efficiencies for them and ultimately just the way that gets delivered to the store and distributed to the shelf uh, just a very uh, updated modern uh, for uh, you know, for a company that's 100 plus years old, a uh, new way to distribute our products. So I, I would just call that a, you know, a big, big initiative. It, Lisa, it was born, you know, before six months ago, but mm -hmm. in the past six months, we've been hot and heavy on enabling that. And July 1st, we went live with our, our first consolidation of the network, have another major event next year. But gearing up our network and our distribution path for that is really smart business for us and the way we interface with the customer, the way my group will take an order from the customer is going to look different. And ultimately, that's going to bring efficiencies to the customer into our operations. So that that's the biggest single change that we've been working on. Uh, it sounds like a big change. I know, Justin, you, you're looking very impressed. Um, I could see you reacting. Um, I'm wondering. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I could see you looking I, very I'm, impressed. I'm, 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 I'm glad to be impressed. You're looking very impressed. And so... <laughs> Let's let's play that out of it, right? See, yeah. so the retailer today gets multiple invoices, right, from different Newell companies at different times for different products, right? And there's not one Newell invoice. Is that right? Is that how that is today? And you're moving to a place where you're simplifying that, making it so that you can have all the invoice lines in detail on one invoice. That, that's a fair way to say it. But here's what I'd say. What I'd say is this thing was not necessarily born out of a pain point uh, with those interactions because we've been very successful as a company pulling that stuff together. But the the uh, consolidation to a single link legal entity and to the one one PO, one invoice, one shipment is really opportunistic yeah. for both us and our retailer to con uh, consolidate things together. So, yes. It's a it's it's streamlining for you know everyone involved and ultimately the consumer is going to win. Okay, so we are almost nearing end of time. I have one last question for each of you. Um, so if hindsight's twenty twenty, um, which we know it is, it's perfect vision. So how are you using your previous experiences to prepare for tomorrow's consumers on behalf of your retail partners? I'll start with that, Lisa. You know, I, I'm going to go to uh, you know look looking back is the investment in the people that actually get things done. You know, so when I look at a customer service rep who's on the front line of interfacing with, with our customers, are we equipping our people to listen really well, to hear, you know, to listen to the dialogue that we're hearing from a customer about what's taking place in their organization and what's important to them? So, 
if, if you surround yourself with a bunch of good people who you know are intentional about tying into what's taking place in the market, what do I need to do to be a bit more nimble than my competitors? Uh, what do I need to do, you know, to address the things that they're concerned about? You know, that just looking back, just whenever we've equipped our people to get stronger, to get better, to be uh, more in tuned and, and empathize with what our retailers are expecting, uh, we've had success there. And then at the same time, that builds relationships with those retailers and those retailers will be more forthcoming with you on what they're seeing. So you've got to earn the right to have those conversations. It's not always forthcoming. You got to go pull it out a little bit. So, you know, looking back, I, I wish some of the efforts that we're doing here, that would have been, uh, you know, a, a core mission 10, 15 years ago, because we'd even have stronger relationships than we have right now. Uh, you know, it's funny, Steve, I know we had you on um, right at the start of the pandemic on a video and you were uh, talking about really the need for collaboration, how this could kind of be a moment, you know, if, if we let it to to really make progress. And I think progress has been made. But as, as everyone's noting, there's still a lot of work to be done. No doubt. Uh, Justin, can you close this out with any final thoughts, you know, on, on having perfect vision of hindsight and using it to move forward? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about perfect vision because um, we don't know what will be tomorrow. But um, I, I'd say from an Amazon perspective, we're the, the way we think about it with, with whether it be Newell or any of the other brands we work with, um, you know, first we're a retailer. So we have a lot of knowledge and experience and like capabilities there that we can leverage with the major CPG brands and then we're thinking about what are the needs of their customer, which is the consumer, and then what they need, where we can help, and then what do we actually have or what do our partners have? So we're, we, we call it working backwards. Um, but I'd, I'd say for us, in terms of thinking about what the consumer needs, we do a lot of our own listening. Um, we, we absolutely have a, a linkage to the consumer, as you can imagine, um, across our different lines of business. But as it, com it comes to our industry, I mean, we're trying to do the best job possible of listening to like what a Steve needs and wants and then saying, you know, how can we help um, and what is it we can bring to the table that might provide like that edge to, uh, to a company like Newell as they're innovating. Well, uh, you know, we're out of time. So I want to thank you both so much for coming on Tech Transformation. It's always wonderful when we're able to share insight from our executive council members. Been a pleasure. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Lisa. Thanks for listening to Tech Transformation with CGT and RIS News. Be sure to subscribe to learn more innovative strategies and trends in the retail and consumer goods industries. And don't forget to visit rasnews.com and consumergoods.com to sign up for our newsletters. Music